1: Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. You can find us on YouTube at Edgework and you can find us on Twitter as Edgework Show as well. And if you'd like to track our picks in real time, see how everything's going, see how we've done on the season. We are up so far on the year between all the different groups across uh, every day. So hopefully we can continue that here today. But you can find us in the Betstamp app. On the Find Betters section, you can search up Edgework on there. Lots of games to get into tonight, but before we do, there was a few stories going on in the NHL recently, so... So money, I'm gonna lean on you here, the tortured Canucks fan that you are. It's been a very up and down season so far. You're looking basically for Bruce boudreau to be fired. And I, I was listening to an interview with Darren Dreger the other day, and he was joking about how even the media is at the point of every every other day they've fired him and then they bring him back. Uh but most recently the weirdest thing that went on was the Vancouver Canucks release a statement on behalf of Bo Horvat, I guess, saying Uh, He doesn't want to talk about the trade. He's focused on being here and he's not going to make any statements about the trade. And then an hour later, he comes out and talks about the trade and talks about the statement. And then as Russ was talking about before we came into the show here, he goes out into the game and scores right away. What is going on in Vancouver? What is happening right now with the Canucks?
2: Yeah, I wish I could, uh, I could have a concrete answer to that, to be honest. Um, It's, we've We've touched on this before that it's um that is bad enough when the team is not playing well on the ice and then you compound all the issues with all all the off, off ice drama in terms of bruce Boudreaux, i i I don't think he'll be fired at this point um I think that we can probably rip that rip that ticket up um reason being is that this this owner of the Canucks Francesco Aquilini he's always had this thing that. Just get me into the playoffs. He'll he'll get his couple of games of the of the great of of the gate revenues, yeah. And he just sees that. Um, he just looks at the standings. Like we, it's it's common knowledge around here. He sees the team a couple of points out of a playoff spot, and oh, we're close. We can we we can go for it, right? That's that's the reason why. Um, as long as the Canucks are winning, even if some games they're not deserving, but but they find a way to win in overtime. As long as they stay close in the standings, I'd even be surprised if Bo Horvat gets dealt. And that would, for anybody who understands hockey, like that would be just devastating if he's not not traded this season. Um, And of course, what's going to happen is what happens every year, um, Canucks will miss the playoffs by a couple of points. And then the narrative will turn to, well, we were really close right and we don't need to blow anything up like we're we're right there we're just we're just a couple of pieces away and then yeah then you're stuck in the
1: perpetual loop of well we're on the brink
2: yeah and (laughs) and and you you know like you you give credit to the players like they 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 are getting the wins on the ice um like you look at their they came off three overtime wins right so they so so they won three straight coin flips um they didn't look particularly good in any of the games but, but besides the Arizona game. But like, uh, other than that, they didn't look very good. um Last night they played well. They, they, they deserved to win last night. So you give credit to the players. It's just all the, all the off ice stuff. And we're, we're going to lose our Bruce Boudreaux bed. The Canucks are going to find a way to miss the playoffs by, by a couple of points. And, I'll be back here again next year talking just talking about how tortured I am because <laughs> here we go again.
1: Well, here's a comment uh, in the chat real quick for you so Money, uh, Bacon Boy saying, I hear a lot of talk about Bo, Bo Horvat and Brock Besser, but what about pending UFA yeah. Kuzmenko? If he doesn't like his situation in the direction of the team, why would he stay?
2: Absolutely. I think, yeah, that's that's absolutely bang on, right? Like um, his, his contract is, is coming up and... I will never go against a player that bet on himself. He signed a one-year deal to come here, knowing that he can he can probably light it up. He bet on himself to light it up, and now he's 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 going to have money thrown on him in, to thrown at him in the in the off season, right? So so good for him. I i he he absolutely did did he absolutely deserves it, and that like, you can't even blame him if he doesn't want to sign here. Honestly, if I was him. I wouldn't sign here either.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I just like, I just continue to watch it. We dealt with it here in Toronto for a long time where it was like, well, you're pushing and you make the push and then you just miss the playoffs. And it's like, well, we'll just go get a piece in, in the off season. Yeah. We'll go sign David Clarkson. And uh, you know how yeah. that turns there out you for go. Toronto. But uh, no, it's just that bad position because then what happens with your draft positioning as well? Not right. what it could be, so you don't get the greatest prospects coming in on the other end when you're missing all the playoffs like on that continuous basis. So it's just a frustrating in-between spot, I guess. But I guess one of the frustrating things at the Canucks right now, too, is the lack of clarity on the direction that they're interested in going yeah. in. Because you hear rumors about Horvat could be traded, Besser could be traded, but they're signing J.T. Miller to eight-year deals like before the season starts. It's like, well, what are, what are, what's going on here? Yeah, so.
2: and yeah, and 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 these things always always start at the top, right? Like like I mentioned earlier, like we we have an owner who's not who's not very hockey off savvy. He's more worried about like how much how much gate revenue he can get, even if it's like. Even if it's like two two games a year at home in the playoffs, he's totally fine with that.
1: Hmm. Well, a team that's uh, going to be getting a lot of people out to watch them lately with a new acquisition that they had made is the Minnesota Wilds. And Ryan Reeves has come in and just lit a fire under that team right now, whether it be physical play or just getting people going uh, from... ...fights or his locker room presence, whatever it is, Minnesota has kind of turned things around. They're playing a lot better lately, but last night, uh, Ryan Reeves not only managed to fire up the Minnesota Wild and their bench, but he managed to fire up a lot of people online. Now, if you didn't get a chance to see this, I do encourage people... Not while you're watching the show, but at least after the fact, or if you're on a separate device, go check out the Ryan Reeves hit from last night on uh, Philip Roenick, I believe it was, on the Detroit Red Wings. He's basically, real quick, he's coming through the middle of his own zone, Ryan Reeves turns around, sees him, and it was the most confusing thing I've ever seen, Roenick literally turns his head the other way, skate, then turns back, looks right at Ryan Reeves and skates straight on into his shoulder. Now, Russ, I'm going to start with you here. Did you have any problem with that hit?
0: I mean, you know, according to the rules and um, according to, I guess, traditional hockey, technically it was not a penalty because, uh, you know, he used his shoulder and apparently it was a clean hit. But I, yeah, I, I just absolutely hate stuff like that in today's game. It seems like, you know, they've worked very, very hard to kind of eliminate that stuff from the game exact same way that NFL has done. And, um, you know, I think that the days of these massive hits and checks into the boards and uh, fights all the time are completely, you know, gone. I think the league is, you know, gone a new direction with it. They want more high scoring. They want fast skating. They want to avoid these nasty hits and, I mean, if you watched the game last night, he had probably three or four hits like this. I mean, the one across the middle on Gronick was absolutely brutal. I'm, the the kid looked to his left for a split second, and Reeves was right in his face right there. So, I mean, technically it was not a penalty. It was a clean hit. But I think that, I think that there's no reason for those hits in today's game. Uh, the NHL, NHL is going in a great direction with the way that the play has been going in the last few years what Gary Bettman has done to drive play and I just think you know the new way that the that the league is going there's no room for hits like that. So yeah, when I saw it I mean it gives you chills man. The guy the kid uh, like bounces his head bounces off the ice and you know it's you know it's it's just bad. So no, I'm a, I might be kind of in the my, my minority here because I'm kind of a more new age hockey fan. But yeah, I uh, I just hate stuff like that absolutely
2: hate it i'm i'm torn um i i get it um i don't i don't like seeing players lying on the ice i don't like i don't like dirty hits i, I don't like any of that right so like i'm i'm completely on board with 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 russ on this however that that particular play last night um he's going for a big hit, right? Like it's, it's open eyes. Um, it's really unfortunate, but I I don't know what else he could have done differently. Now you could make the argument that he did leave his feet, right? He, he, he kind of lunged into the hit. If you, if you slow it down frame by frame, yes, you can absolutely make that argument, sure. but I don't think he was looking for his head. Right. That the, mm-hmm. that that's the first thing I look for. He sure he wasn't looking for his head. Right. Um, he, there was a bit of a follow-through and and he and he did kind of lunge forward, right? So so on that basis fine. Um, but again, he it it wasn't like he he like made the big hit and then he like he like he like ran away or like skated away, right? Like he like he he made his hit. Um the other team responded and and any answered, right? So, I don't necessarily have a problem with the hit itself. Um, it's unfortunate with the aftermath, um, and also we've seen much, much more um, egregious things in this league than that. So, yeah, it's definitely it sucks. But um, I, I don't know what else really he could have done differently, and unless if you mandate big hits out of the game, like he, he didn't like. He wasn't even penalized, right? So like,
0: yeah, yeah. There's no penalty. No, I, yeah, I agree with you. There's not much you could do. I mean, they've 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 changed the rules as much as they can to yeah. try and avoid that. But yeah, that was a clean hit. The dude, <laughs> you're skating up the middle, and you know you should probably have your head up a little bit more. But you can tell he literally looks to the left for one second um, to like see you know yeah. if his wing's coming up, and he just gets clobbered.
1: Yeah, I'm in agreement with both of you, especially in terms of you don't like the aftermath of it. Uh, And I agree with Russ in terms of like, yeah, this is something they're trying to remove from the game. Uh, And I think that that's fair. You should be trying to remove traumatic head injuries from the game and guys having to deal with stuff like that. That shouldn't be something that has to just be naturally dealt with. Um, My perspective on it is that I think in order for that to happen and for it to be removed from the game, some of the onus in that situation does fall on the guy who got hit and sure. you, you gotta pay attention like pay attention to who you're on the ice with and pay attention to where you are on the ice now I know it yeah. was a split second that he turned and m- turned his head but like this is an extremely fast game mm-hmm. played by heavy guys who are extremely athletic on a sheet of ice wearing thin metal blades like when you break the each component of it down it's like this thing is moving at rapid rates so you kind of got to have your head on swivel at all times that was just where i was at with it and like mm-hmm. the the thing that i just kept going to in my head was like when i played i was always the smaller kid the smaller guy on the ice and if i ever got hit like that i could tell you for sure my coaches my teammates my parents they were not going to come to me after and be like man that kid shouldn't have hit you that hard it's going to mm-hmm. be like the hell do you think you were doing turning your head skating through the middle of the ice like that so mm-hmm. you learn pretty quickly like next right. time <laughs> that's, keep your head yeah up. that's what i was gonna yeah. say
0: yeah no i'm sure that kid learned his lesson
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: but yeah um, that was brutal
1: yeah so just wanted to know your opinions on that but i think we're all pretty much on the same page there you just hate to see that result um but
0: hard to avoid yeah
1: yes All right, let's look ahead to some of the games here tonight, get into some best bets if we have any. Um, Let's start with the Toronto Maple Leafs heading into New York to take on the Rangers. Leafs now have uh, points in 15 straight games. Marner, 23-game point streak. Michael Bunting quietly sliding along with a 9-game point streak. You got a goaltender in Samsonov. who goes back to back in shutouts. Matt Murray is a top five in the league in goaltending statistics. Meanwhile, the Rangers are holding on to the last spot uh, in last wildcard spot in the East. They're tied with the Islanders in points right now. And they are starting to heat up a little bit here. A four-game win streak. But uh, if you look at a little bit bigger picture, they've only won five of their last 10 games. Looking at this game, is this one of those spots where maybe the Leafs are a little bit short on the price in terms of being favored at -120 heading into New York taking on the Rangers +110 here?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did um I I did bet the Leafs here. I think that then I think that they are short. Um Rangers are winning. Um they're they're winning their games, but I don't think they're playing particularly well right now. Um they're they're, they're having trouble generating offense consistently and they have it. They have reverted back to their um, old ways here, kind of of uh, giving up high high danger chances again. Um, now Shastarkin is is um, is is trending better, and, and 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 he is playing playing well right now. Um, while the Leafs, on the other hand, they're just they're just rolling. Um, they've been they've been doing this for for a while now. We've talked about it for a while. Very 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 strong defensively, um, and and. And it doesn't matter the caliber of the opponent right now. Yeah, they lost that, lost that overtime game against Tampa Bay, but I I didn't really have a problem with with their play in that game. So, um, what what that shows me is that regardless of the opponent, um, they're they they're just rolling. So I think that they are coming in a little bit short right now, and um, I do like the I I, I do like the Leafs. I played them this morning. Um, you can still get them minus one twenty right now. So um, I did, um. I did lock them in this morning here.
0: <clears throat> yep, I think that's a that's a good bet, you know, we're going to be this is going to be a rare agreement game for uh, so many and I. But yeah, I think the Leafs up to -125, minus -130 minus is a good play. The Rangers have been surprising a lot of people the last few weeks, but you know, if you look a, into the metrics a little bit more, last 10 games, they're 23rd in expected goals for and 21st in expected goals against. Um, Igor has been playing really well but I think you know you can pr- pretty much cancel that out or consider that a wash with the uh, the way Toronto's goalies have been playing both Ilya Samsonov and Matt Murray have just been unbelievable. I think another interesting angle that uh, some of the guys in so Money in our chat talked about a little bit was the Ilya Samsonov at 100 to 1 to win the Vesna. Um, now what he's on back-to-back shutouts he could you know he could easily he, I think his next game is this weekend. Weekend against the Flames, and you know if he if he shows out in this next game, this weekend, I think those odds could considerably drop. So I think if you're looking for a long shot um, and you're a Leafs fan, 100 to one on Samsonov to win the Vesnia is pretty pretty crazy. Um, so that's just kind of a just kind of a you know an extra. But yes, I did lock in the Maple Leafs at minus 120 this morning.
1: All right, so we will go ahead and lock that in on the uh, BetStamp app. Uh, in the Edgework account there as a first official play for tonight. Leafs minus 120 going into New York to take on the Rangers. But, Russ, be careful saying that around uh, Toronto fans and the media here in Toronto because he might start to, uh, might start a storm saying Samsonov could be a possible the <laughs> candidate with that. I'll knock
0: a word for you, but I think it's, <laughs> it's necessary to, to chat about. I mean, I think that number just seems insane to me and when you look at some of the guys he's down there with um yeah there's a you know there's an argument to be made about that but yeah i'll knock on wood for you guys (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh all right next game here pittsburgh heading into florida Pittsburgh plus 106, uh, Florida minus 110 in this one. I feel like this is mostly because Florida is going to be at home against uh, against the Penguins. Pittsburgh's been on a roll here. They're third in the Metro. They're really starting to get things going. They lost Crystal Tang for like two games after he had suffered his, his second stroke while he's been in the NHL. Great. And this team is on a six-game win streak right now. Like They're showing, hey, they can figure it out. They've been pretty good. They missed Chris Letang, they kept things going, Chris Letang comes back and they keep it going when he comes back. Now on the other hand, the team that they're going up against, Florida has been very uncertain. They're 11th in the East right now, they're 3 points out of a playoff spot, basically like on a nightly basis you just can't figure out what you're going to get out of them. They're flip-flop back and forth, wins and losses. I was a little bit surprised to see Florida as the favorite here tonight against Pittsburgh, but so money is like, is this surprising to you to see that number?
2: So before we begin, we have some breaking news on this game. Okay. Um, Kachuk was not on ice for the morning skate. He's he's going to be a game time decision. And the Panthers are also going with Bobrovsky and Ned. Um, we, did, um, we did pick off pittsburgh here at plus money um it's not plus money right now but you can still get them um right up to minus 105 so i still like i still like pittsburgh there um we did we did bet them um while we were actually on the show so Uh, (laughs) um, so uh, pittsburgh's in um we 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 do have a play on them and uh, just monitor kachuk status um I think that if you're if you're able to um, speculate, if you're in a position to speculate and be able to be around to monitor the uh, the warmups, it's worth it to take Pittsburgh right now uh, because if um, if Kachuk does not play, then um, then th- then this number is going to continue moving up. So I think um, it's. Uh, Pittsburgh's good right now. I I did like them at plus money and uh, without Kachuk and possibly, sorry, possibly without Kachuk and Bobrovsky and goal. Um, I do I I I do like them up to minus one ten,
1: at least. So, real quick, Russ, before I let you go on this one, um, you you can still find some plus money on Pittsburgh. It is okay, good. rare. It is straggling. There's some yep, behind. Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're going quick, so if you want to go get that, you can get that now. Um, but we'll lock it in. I see minus 101 is yeah. best price available. That's likely widely available, so we'll lock that in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have no issues with that play at all. We have played the Penguins a lot on this last um, you know little stretch that they've had, and they've been playing amazing 8-1-1 one and one in their last 10 games. Um, all the way up to third in the Metro. Yeah, these guys are playing playing well. And um, I agree with so many's pick here. I think it's a, that's a good look, but um, I'm not sure that I will be on it. I actually like the over a lot more in this situation. Um, now I would wait. I think that that is ticking down a little bit for whatever reason, be, probably because of the injury news like we just talked about. But I think if you can find a, a uh, over six, minus 120, minus 115, I think that's a solid play. I just played them myself this morning on offshore and uh, locked that in, but I have not released it on the best stamp app, but it looks like that's the way it's trending. It looks like uh, circus got a six and uh, yeah, Superbook has a six. So I would play, that's the way I would look here. I think this uh, both teams could easily get to three here and uh, seven goals is very, very you know probable in this situation. I don't think, you know, we need to go into too many of the details. <clears throat> Pittsburgh's just been playing awesome. They're good. They're great on the road. They're good at home. They're very consistent. They're getting really good goaltending. Um, And then Florida is very inconsistent. Some nights they're decent. Some nights they just are amazing. Um, One thing we do know is Bob is terrible. 55th and (laughs) won't save the perfect expectation. So I don't think you can go wrong taking it over with him and net. And then I think some of these injuries will actually help us also. Um, You know, you kind of have to monitor the To Chuck's status. And that really looks like that's all. I think there's maybe a couple injuries on the other side also. But I do think, you know, I've got seven over seven here on my numbers. I think if you can get us over six at at minus 120, that's a good play
1: okay uh there was an over six i don't know if that board was just not refreshed but there was an over six minus 115 still available so we can uh, lock that in as well um i do have one for a player prop it's gonna fit in nicely as well here i'm the only thing is i'm not seeing numbers widely available for this guy right now it's jason zucker anytime goal uh there's only three books pulling in at this time, but I was kind of looking for like a 290 to plus 300 on him for anytime goal tonight. I'm seeing 280 and a 310, but the 310 is on a book that's not as widely available. I won't lock that in, but just for anyone who's watching, looking for it, if you can find one of those out there around plus 300 for Jason Zucker, anytime goal, I like that. Uh, so, Money, real quick on this game before we move on, Bacon Boy asking, how much is uh, Matty worth? How much is Matt Kachuk worth? We were talking about on the Tuesday show, um, Nathan McKinnon, in a lot of the games after he was removed, the line was essentially adjusting at between 8 to 11 to 12%, depending on the game that's obviously a very extreme example given the player and his maybe his impact on the team. And maybe that was an over adjustment, but how much is Matthew Kachuk worth to, uh, to either of you, I guess.
2: Yeah. So I, I think you're not going to find a, whenever you're evaluating one, one individual player, you're not going to find a kind of a, kind of a consensus on it. And, um, I'm very, um, I'm, I'm very conservative with the value that I that I put on individual players so that that being said um I would I would put kachuk at about two point five percent yes yeah well pr- probably just a little bit under that actually but um, yeah, yeah w- w- whereas you'll probably see um, a lot of uh, a, a lot of other modelers that are gonna be closer to three percent I think that's a little bit too high so yeah. I think or around the, the, the 2.3, 2.4% is probably where, where, where I would have them slotted in.
0: Yep. I completely agree. I was thinking, I'm right now, I'm just looking at my numbers with and without him. And it looks like about a one and a half to 2% adjustment. Um, and yeah, just to touch on the, uh, I did hear the conversation about the McDavid, uh, um, how much he's worth to the spread. And I think 11% is insane. <laughs> I don't think there's any player in the league that, uh, that's worth 11% to the spread. Um, I would have him more like five and a half or six, and he'd be one of the highest players in the league. Um, Other than like, you know, a a huge drop off from goalie, I don't think that there's one player that's worth 11% to a line.
1: All right. Fair enough. Um, I also see in the chat here a couple of people saying I showed Zucker as being out. I thought he was coming back. I thought maybe I read the the wrong report or something this morning, but I thought he was coming back today. So that's my bad. (laughs) But uh, all right, moving on to another game, uh, Boston, L.A. This one is in Boston. Boston is continuing to absolutely roll here. Uh, They've been just unreal all season long. Lead the East, leading the Atlantic. L.A. is starting to show a little bit of signs of struggling right now. And we're looking at this game. Boston is minus 220 best price la plus 210 feel like that's probably pretty accurate especially going into just kind of a middle of december game anything can kind of happen in these ones i feel like it's one of those weird spots where like anytime i'm anytime i see the lines get way past that minus 300s minus 400s like the leafs the ducks game the other night obviously it ends up leafs blow them out but it's just like it is an nhl game in the middle of december like anything can happen here anything can happen uh, Russ, how do you kind of look at this Kings Bruins game here tonight? Is this one just what it seems to be Boston likely to go in Boston where they've been dominant and just roll over the LA Kings here?
0: Yeah, I do not see, I do not see the Kings wing winning here. Um, you know, as, as far as looking at the number, my numbers are pretty much right on market. I don't think you're going to want to play, you know, minus 200 or minus 220 on this team, <clears throat> even though they probably will end up winning, um, my dude, my numbers do show a little bit of an edge on the over, just because Quick has been so bad, and the Kings' defense is just terrible. And um, when you look at the matchup between these two teams, it's they're completely opposite teams. Bruins are a great defensive team, you know, decent on offense, but a little bit sluggish. And on the opposite side of the puck, the Kings are just terrible on defense and pretty good on offense. Um, so they could put, you know, I could see easily see a couple of goals here by the Kings and uh, you know Boston to put up four to five and that's to go over the total of six. But right now I'll have no play on this game. Um, the Kings are on the final game of a six game road trip. So it's like, you know, how much of an effort are they going to put forward against a team that's, you know, 14 and oh, and 14 and one at home. So I, I'm not sure that uh, that I'll have a play on this game. I would lean to the over gun to the head. I would lean to the over, but everything else I think is right on market.
2: Yeah, I I I think that the Kings are such a such an interesting and polarizing team because um they're not they're not playing as bad as as their as their numbers indicate. You look at that you look at that six six nothing game to the to the Sabres. I've I have no idea how that game got to six in the first place, right? But um they're they're even even if you go through their losses, like they're 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 not playing poorly the problem is excuse <clears> me <throat> is that um they're not getting any goaltending whether it's whether it's quick or copley or um, or a, or peterson earlier in the season and and we've and 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 we've talked about this where we kind of expected um <clears throat> we kind of expected this from quick entering last season and um and 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 he had and he had a great year so he so he kind of pushed um pushed back his kind of his uh, his a uh, demise here and he also it also prevented cal Peterson from from growing from growing in, in into the role so it shouldn't come as a surprise at quick's age um um that 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 he's struggling um at this point um i don't know what can save the kings uh, aside from cal Peterson coming back up and whatever was was ailing him earlier in the season um he he, he got that rectified um, when 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 he was playing down there but um, other than that I I, I don't see what what can change five on five they're fine they're they're able to drive play um, for the most part are they're, they're they're okay so suppressing chances um, they're just not getting any stops and, and I you. I don't know how you that so um, yeah don't 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 lay this number on boston but if you can make any sort of argument about the kings whether this game or any game going forward at this point if you can make any sort of argument that they're going to get even 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 average goaltending um you're you're going to see um see undervalued kings numbers just mm-hmm. based on on the final scores here they're giving up six goals a game right now
0: in the third period. Yeah, that, that game was 0-0 zero, zero going into
1: the third period. That was just wild. Um, Okay, one other game here that kind of stuck out to me, especially in terms of what uh, some of the odds were indicating on this one. Seattle Kraken going into Carolina for this game tonight. Seattle is plus 180 going up against the Canes, minus 192 is best price that I was seeing. Um, Seattle, they've been very good this year. They've taken steps in the right direction. They're getting uh, young guys like Matty Beniers taking steps forward, and he's been incredible. But they're kind of stumbling a little bit in the in the most recent games that they've had one in one win in their last five but if you look at before that they were seven and oh leading into that stretch and they're in the seven games prior to that so it's been a little bit of a rough go for them is this number here tonight russ more indicative of the last five games and the struggles that they've had as opposed to their team on the season and as a whole and what they actually are
0: yeah, I think so. you know, I've loved this team because we have a couple futures. We have Dave Haxtall to win the Jack Adams. So I've watched this team a ton all season. and uh, unfortunately, these last few games are kind of what people expected. They come they're coming back down to earth a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean six, four and one in their last 10. But I think a lot of this line has to do with how Carolina's been playing the last few games. I mean, this team has shot up. They're actually I have Carolina first in my power rankings now. Uh, Last 10 games, their third in expected goals for six and expected goals against. So I just think this Carolina team is starting to find it. And it absolutely helps when you have this uh, PDR Kachekov kid um, just lighting it up in goalie. This dude is just unbelievable the last few games, seventh in goals saved above expectation. So for me, this is a little bit more how Carolina has been playing, uh, how how well they've been playing on the line. And yeah, if we've got Kachekov against Jones in goal, I have right around minus 182. So there's no, no play for me at all. I'm uh, I'm right on market with that. Um, Yeah. It's a little bit over six on my total, but I don't think you could play an over of the way this Carolina team has been playing. I mean, they, you just look at their past few games and it's, you know, four, one, three, one, three, zero. They've just been playing awesome, awesome uh, defense. Um, For some reason, they're a little bit more sluggish at home. Uh, so I really think this could be like a one, one one game in the third period and could be actually a decent game to watch. But unfortunately I don't think I'll have a play on this game. It'll be, you know, the cracking around on their last game of a four game road trip. So again, it's like that motivation angle, how much motivation they have going to play this hot, hot, uh, hurricanes team. So this will be a fun one to watch. I'll probably have this one on a side TV, but I highly doubt that we will have a play on this one.
2: Yeah, we've we've talked about Carolina quite a bit on, on um this year. They have um they've actually played consistently all year. Um even even through their their kind of what was that five game losing streak. So even even through that, they've um they've they've been playing well and they've been playing consistent all season. So um I don't expect any of that to change. Um for for Seattle, um they did peak and they weren't they're they're a good team i like watching them um uh, but they're not as good as challenging for the division good so um i think that it was it was inevitable for the kind of um as russ mentioned uh come back down to earth a bit so um i do like carolina here um i'm not going to lay lay that number unless if it comes down a bit but um yeah i i think it's a pretty straightforward carolina win mm-hmm.
1: All right, question for you guys here. uh, Question in the chat, but I mean, first, Bacon Boy saying, if you guys are watching, hit like, so appreciate that. If you guys like the content, make sure to subscribe to this channel. You can turn on notifications and like this stream. You can also follow us on Twitter and find all of our picks in the BetStamp app as Edgework. But uh, Bacon Boy asking, how much weight do you put into scorekeeper bias? Seems like Carolina is the biggest benefactor of that. I'll let either of you uh take take that right. question
2: yeah that's that's an outstanding question and something that um it's not easy to answer because um it's it's carolina and like um, like a couple other places that it's kind of you know what's kind
1: of happening down there but uh um what's that supposed to mean so money where's this where else is that happening well there's
2: <laughs> nashville is one where where they kind of um, I don't know who's keeping track of this str- like the shots and like what's what's happening in these places but um Carolina is by far the biggest culprit so I don't know how to answer that um that's it's something that I've thought about, something I've struggled with um and I don't know how to answer that besides um keep it in the back of your mind when you are when you are doing these things and when you're getting your numbers on Carolina just, just know that, that that there is some bias there. Um obviously you have to adjust when they play on the road. So um like if there if 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 there's any any significant differences between their home and road numbers like that like um that's that's something to bear in mind. But um in in terms of quantifying in terms of providing a quantifiable answer to that question um I can't answer that because that's still something that that, um, that I'm struggling with as well.
0: Yeah. I don't have a ton to add, you know, it's, it's extremely difficult to add value to something that you have no data on. That's not concrete. That's more of a, you know, a narrative stuff. So yeah, there's a few things you can do, have a trigger, you know, in your model, add a little bit of a, you know, half a percentage, quarter of a percentage. If you think it's that big of a deal, um, traditionally, I don't incorporate it into my modeling, but, um, you know, I think that's a great question and in certain places, it's a lot more prevalent than others, just like so many said.
1: All right. Fair enough. Are there any other best bets that, uh, we're missing here for tonight? I think that was it, right? So yeah, we, yeah. Have,
2: we have more breaking news. Um, okay.
1: Elliot, Elliot is confirmed mm-hmm. for, for Tampa Bay. Um, mm-hmm.
2: those, are. Uh, those plus money overs flew off the shelves really quickly while we were talking. So um, we, we got we 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 got some of that, but um, it's a it's a juiced six and a half right now. So we're not going to be getting involved there. I think that that the market adequately adjusted now. If if that does dip a bit, if you're able to get a flat six and a half, um, that's that's something I would do. But um, mm-hmm. right now with it being juiced, um, I won't be going there. But 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 keep an eye on that. Whenever Elliott's in, we go over.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the way I would look, too. Um, I still need to crunch a few numbers on that game. That's the way I would look. And then just looking at a few of these later games, the, the 9 o'clock games and on, I think um, Winnipeg at home, if you can get that number closer to one, minus one 140, is a pretty good play. They're just awesome at home and Nashville's going the complete opposite direction. So that's a game that I will have my eye on. It looks like it's getting a little bit out of range. Yeah, that's Minus one sixty is tough, uh, but look for a goalie confirmation, and if that dips down, that could easily be a play for us. And then uh, the Vegas Golden Knights on the road—I mean, this one's pretty straightforward. I thought that this, this would open up, you know, minus two forty, minus two sixty. I'm seeing like minus one ninety now, so I think if we get Thompson versus Mrazek, um, uh the Vegas Golden Knights are just awesome on the road. So that's another one that I will have in my, uh, you know, in my arsenal tonight it's going to be one of those nights where it's probably four or five plays for me. So uh, yeah, follow on the app and I'll probably be posting throughout the day. But other than that, we covered them.
2: And uh, just a quick note on that Vegas game, uh, Soderblom is is confirmed at that game. Also, okay. um, the um, th- there was a move down from the six and a half. So if you're still too knee straggling six and a half, um, I would do that. But other than that, um, it's, it's, it's at six across the board.
1: All right. Well, there you have it. December 15th, Edgework. Uh, all of the games. Oh, Dan, Don Schultz saying Soderblom confirmed as well in the cool. chat there. But thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. If you haven't already, hit like on this stream. Make sure you do so. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, at Edgeworkshow, you can go and do that as well. Hit subscribe on this channel. Like this stream. And you can turn on notifications by clicking that bell so you get notified every time we go live monday through friday russ so money thank you guys so much for joining me here today good luck on your bets tonight good luck everyone in the chat on your bets tonight and i will see everyone next thursday good luck guys